will fix you. Hello, and welcome to We Will Fix You. Asking you as bonfire night nears to check your woodpile for hedgehogs, try not to scare the wolves, and of course, it's time to start marinating the sacrifice. Work it into their food to start with. Always goes down well. Joining me this evening, Mr. Dave Convery, Bournemouth's second highest rated cunning man. I'll do it for you real cheap, like. He will. I am Roger Hart, official outsourcing partner for bringing sexy back. But don't worry, the Royal Mail will still deliver the final sexy mile. And this is Ms. Lucy Boys, a Pilates instructor, but like for dogs. Dogs need to stretch. If you would like to be fixed, you can of course write to us at wewillfixyoushow at gmail.com. You could ask us a question such as this one. Dear Fixers, for what feels like forever, I've had a line from the Cure song, The Love Cats, stuck in my head. It's the line, we missed you, hissed the love cats. Except that for reasons unknown to my conscious mind, my brain has changed the final word to piss flaps. So the refrain now goes, we missed you, hissed the piss flaps over and over and over again. I'm starting to think the best solution might be to take a drill to the language centers of my brain. Can you help? Can we? Okay, so uh, there are a couple of issues here depending on exactly what you're looking to fix, I think. Broadly speaking, you could change the words, you could change the song, you could get rid of it entirely. For the words, just repeat it, but come up with a new word. You could try and set it back to the love cats, or just sort of pick something that matches the rhythm. Doormats, beat shacks, fudge packs, whatever works for you. Now, changing the song, you want something intrusive and annoying. A few things off the top of my head. Eiffel 65's Blue, Aqua's Barbie Girl, Nyan Cat. Something like that. Um, all, all good choices. But if you really want to get this done, we need to understand and then fuck with your working memory. Um, working memory is an idea in cognitive psychology that's been around for a long time. It's this idea, I mean, often confused with short-term memory. It's kind of what it is, except it's, it's, it's like your RAM, it's your operating stack that holds a bunch of stuff temporarily while you process it. And you might have heard the kind of not exactly truism that you can remember about seven things plus or minus two at once. That, that's a, a sort of factoid that does the rounds. And that comes from a paper by um, a chap called Miller. I think it was a chap. I didn't actually look up the gender. I just got the surname. But it was in 1956 and he was an academic psychologist. So I'm going to go ahead and assume structural biases being what they are, that it was probably a chap. And women can't run mills. Keep trying to paint the nails or the grindstone doesn't get anywhere. Just use it as a massive memory board. Mm. And Miller wrote a paper in 1956 in the Psychological Review called The Magical Number 7 Plus or Minus 2, Some Limits on Our Capacity for Processing Information. And this was a study with getting people to recall chunks of, of info and found that basically 7 was the upper cap and you know, whatever. There have been various studies since then. It shakes out around 5, actually. 5 plus or minus 2 is the sort of things that you can hold in, in working memory on average. Um, there's a lovely example in Douglas Adams' uh, novel, The Long Dark Titan of the Soul, of someone worrying about something at an airport and realising that they already had five things to worry about. And so if they could just think about one other thing, they could probably stop worrying about one of them and they just sort of spend a long time imagining penguins. I don't think this would actually work, but penguins are good to think about. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Flappy little feet and the huddling. Yeah. Let's just think about penguins for a minute. I'm trying, but all I can think about is a fat little baby hippo. Aww. That'll do too. Yeah. I think for the purposes of the exercise. Mm. But um, there's more to it than penguins. So working memory is thought to be constructed in this model of having... It's about apportioning attention. It's, it's, it's not unlike software memory management, actually. But you have the central executive block, which directs attention between the episodic buffer, which is kind of an integration layer, the phonological loop, which is sort of speech and text memory, and the visuospatial sketchpad, which is kind of um, sensory memory, and sometimes these things interact. And the phonological loop stores phonological information, so language sound, and kind of keeps it present by effectively rehearsing it, which is kind of what you've got yourself stuck in. You've got something just repeating and repeating in that buffer for reasons probably to do with some part of your um, working memory directing attention to them because they're being processed. Kind of, again, not wildly unlike a .NET memory leak. You've not disposed of an object reference, and so you've got memory being consumed where it should be torn down. To do this, we kind of want to do some work. Now, there have been a few studies on this, and someone, a popular suggestion is, in fact, solving anagrams, something a little bit difficult but not massively difficult, which will just shunt things around in working memory. What you need to do is get the central executive to direct attention away from the phonological loop. And, you know, you could do that by coming up with new phonological things, a new ear earworm, but that doesn't solve the core problem. So you probably want to engage that visuospatial bit, the bit that holds kind of more sensory or spatial memory, and kind of direct attention away from the phonological processing. So we need something to focus your attention, something sensory, something ideally non-semantic, but something that still kind of requires a degree of processing. Nothing too verbal, but nothing too slight. Might I recommend wanking like a howler monkey? You might. I mean, not quite, not quite. I mean, you'll, you'll, you'll get to tug one out at the end. Do you mean in Borneo? Sure, why not? It's expensive to get there. Yeah. But it's quite warm. You're gonna be, if you're going to be disrobing to do it. You don't have to. No, no, no. So what you want to do, I think, is we're going to overload you with some sensory and physical stimulus and direct your attention, um, but keep it non-semantic, which is kind of why I went for the, 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 the wanking angle, something kind of, kind of physical and, and attention-grabbing, but without necessarily a huge amount of semantic depth. So what I think you need to do is get yourself some porn. Now, whatever floats your boat, midget scat, nude cake decorating, mature threesomes, or just some good old-fashioned hardcore buggery. And you're going to watch it, but you're going to watch it all the way through, like hands off, properly edging here. You're going to focus on that porn. You're going to you're going to watch that thrusting and squishing and licking and nibbling and pounding, and you're going to watch every last detail of it. Just just keeping your hands off the fun parts. Really focus on the mise en scène. Yeah, you're going to analyze that porn. Or maybe I mispronounced that. And effectively, we're kind of we're kind of edging here. This is this is going slightly tantric as a as a life hack, but I think it's going to work for you. You're going to pour all of your focus into kind of overloading overloading your sensory memory with hardcore pornography, and then you're going to have a little hand shandy at the end just to kind of seal the deal. And by the time you're done, you will not be hissing the missing piss flaps, unless that's one of the videos. In the edit, you might want to put that one last because I think it's a better punchline than mine is. Okay, we can we can work to that. Ms. Boy. 
So um, research suggests that what makes an EOM effective is down to five components in the music. Surprise, predictability, rhythmic repetition, melodic potency, and your own receptiveness to the music. However, this research was actually commissioned by Heinz as an elaborate way of them trying to sell more beans, so your mileage may vary. So I think you have two choices. Number one is, you know, the idea in chemistry of a displacement reaction, I think, is something you might want to achieve here. So, to get rid of the one that's already stuck with you, you want to contemplate some of the most profound earworms known to man. Now again, the same researchers that um, came up with the sort of components of an earworm that make it particularly sticky uh, also put together a list of the most thing, popular, likely things to get stuck in your head, and it includes uh, We Will Rock You by Queen, that driving beat just gets there 500 miles by the Proclaimers. You really don't want those Scottish twats in your head, but they're going to be there anyway. Oh. YMCA. The Time Warp. Oh, fuck. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Because it is just a jump to the left. And a step to the right. Yeah, he's doing the dance. He's doing the dance. Karma Chameleon by Culture Club. That's a bad one. Kokomo by the Beach Boys. Oh. Bermuda Bahamas, Come On Pretty Mamas. Yeah. I defy you not to get that stuck if you listen to it even a second. I've already it? got the Time Warp, but it is yeah. the very worst Beach Boys song as well. Yeah. So, so yes, your first option is make a nice big playlist of all of these and just kind of punish yourself into better mental compliance or at least something different to liven up the, uh, the scenery inside. I think at the other end of the spectrum, try filling your brain with sounds that are the opposite of those things that the research suggests is effective. So sounds that are not predictable, repetitive or melodically potent. I think if you want to achieve this, you're looking at either modern electronic or modern classical. So Venetian snares, you know, the kind of trippy end of Aphex Twin, if you like your bleeps and your bloops. If you like um, classical slightly more, uh, Percy Whitlock's Plymouth Suite for organ comes highly recommended. Uh, I find it nearly impossible to get Peter Grimes stuck in my head, so you might want to try Benjamin Britten. Or um, Condon Nancaro has a series of studies uh, which were meant to be performed by player piano because they're so rhythmically complex a human couldn't actually play them. I think you're gonna really have a hard time getting that stuck in your head whilst also listening to something that, you know, expands your your brain and your musical consciousness. That's quite cool. I'm going to look that up. That's what I would do. You could also just scream the lyrics to Royal Britannia in the street in the hope that it interrupts. Hmm. Just all the time. I thought they refused to release the Brexit briefings. Mr. Convery. Like Mr. Hart, I'm assuming that you need general help with earworms. This can be applied to any earworm, not just this particular crudely gynecological example. And there's, there's a huge amount of research on earworms and why we get stray thoughts or patterns stuck in our head. And essentially all of the ways of breaking it boil down to the fact that you need you need something to you need you need something to, to break the pattern, something to break the looping thought. And that really depends on the way that your brain works in particular. There are a lot of different things you can try but none of them really work for everyone until now, until today. I have the final unified theory uh, of, of breaking the earworm and it's gonna take a little bit of introduction, so bear with me here. We need, to, we need something to cut, cut your brain clear off. We need to just break that thought pattern completely. So various ways of doing this, death, which is quite extreme, medically induced coma, quite hard to sort of schedule into your day, I think. Sleep, 
again, if you work very hard to just nap at your desk and very hard to sleep at all, if you have a rattling and foul-mouthed version of Robert Smith bouncing around in your prefrontal cortex, so you can't sleep, you can't sleep at work, and you definitely can't sleep if your brain is churning. So here's what you do. Quit your job and charge people to hunt you in the woods with a tranquilizer gun. So picture it, right? You're still getting paid, probably quite a lot. I think this is a, this is a specialist service that you can charge a reasonable amount for. Just getting getting into the forest and setting traps, finding paths and ways to hide, that's going to be good and distracting. You're really not going to have a lot of time to think about Robert Smith singing about piss flaps. And you're going to really have to focus on outsmarting for as long as you can, particularly if you're charged by the hour, the sort of people who, on a whim, go onto Craigslist and search hunting humans for sport. I think many of those people will appear in some of the videos you might use in the earlier fix. You're going to be making a lot of money out of this. I think this is, this is quite specialised, but you have a period of distraction for as long as it takes them to find you and shoot you with a tranquilizer gun. And then you get a little sleep um, without, you know, lying there, thoughts running through your head, the song, just spark out until you start to build up a tolerance, of course, at which point you need to switch to a different tranquilizer. And just as long as you can get people to drag you somewhere near a main road and uh, leave a sign pinned to your prone body saying that you are not dead, you're just sleepy. And you did I, consent to it. Yeah, I think everything should be absolutely fine. I can see no drawbacks to this whatsoever. I think it's, the jobs are good and quit your job. Be hunted for sport. I'm going to do that right now. We're not paying you. Oh, fuck. A robust fix. So there we have it. Worms for your ears no more. Except that weekend in August, of course, where you put them in, but we know you wouldn't forget that. Wriggly. And so we leave you. Good evening.